he's 38 years old and he's in there training with a bunch of kids that are, you know, over there filming TikTok videos and sniffing pre-workouts. Thanks for tuning into Power Athlete Radio, featuring The Crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 All-Star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex. Power Athlete Nation, we are hiring. We're looking for competent individuals that can work within a team. People that have a unique skill set that involves problem solving, hard work, and working within a large tech stack that allows us to execute everything we do on a daily basis. We're not looking for coaches. If you're a coach and you're into sets and reps and want to get people faster and stronger, we got a whole other avenue for you. I want you to go to academy.powerathletehq. I want you to dial into the methodology and I want you to get within the Block One network and absolutely crush it. But what we're looking for is someone that can come and work within the team of Power Athlete, that can work behind the scenes, that could help us run this Leviathan of a company on a daily basis. Like I said, it's gonna involve problem solving, project management, working within a team, working with different personalities, you have to work with me, and people that have a pension for wanting to get strong and jacked. So what I want you to do is I want you to go to powerathletehq.com, I want you to scroll to the bottom, you're gonna find a link that says careers. I want you to take a look at a few of the different opportunities that we've presented to you guys. I want you to look at the requirements and then I want you to hit and send me an email to careers at powerathletehq.com with a resume and a cover letter and why you think that you would be an awesome addition to Power Athlete. So once again, powerathletehq.com, scroll to the bottom to the footer. I want you to find the link for careers. I want you to take a link, shoot me that email and I want to see who you are. Now, here's the cool part. You might know somebody that fits this description and they might be working for somebody else. If you're able to put us on to somebody or bring somebody on, I'll pay you a finder's fee. We'll figure it out at the amount TBD. We'll negotiate it, but I'm willing to pay a finder's fee if you provide us amazing people. If you're looking for a job or you know somebody that's looking for a job and you can point us in the right direction, we will reward you. Once again, we are hiring. We're looking for people. Reach out. I'm excited to hear what you got. Now, after those words from our sponsor, back to the show. Hey, welcome to another episode of Power Athlete Radio. Performance for the people, performance for the masses. I know we've been the premier in podcast and strength conditioning for a number of years, but we're bigger than that. We're more than just strength conditioning. We're performance. Performance for the people, performance for the masses, performance for you. What do you think, Bukwoka? I'm a big fan of performance. Like what kind? I like- mean... Winning. Like male performance? Executing. It doesn't matter. Just execution, wins, victories, however you want to couch it, I'm for it. What about unpacking performance? Could we unpack performance? AKA Rob Wolf likes to unpack a lot of things. Well, we What's got crazy hotline is, questions that is, we do unpack. Well, you know, every time Rob Wolf comes over to my house, he just unpacks everything. <laughs> it's well, amazing. Yeah. You've been moving out for five years. <laughs> yeah. He comes over and he just starts unpacking. But we do have this thing called the Power Athlete Radio Podcast where we ask people to call in and leave questions. That little number, 929-464-464. 929-ing-ing. Zero. Yeah. I actually, for a minute there... Forgot the number? (laughs) uh, I was worried that I was going to forget the number. And then you know what I did? 
I just clicked into my reptilian brain and instantly it just came out. That's I thought you were going to tell your number because it starts with the same number. Uh, that's true. I still do have my Orange County number. Um, but I periodically throw out my mom's number when we were growing up. But I'd still remember dialing that on the telephone, the rotary phone. She do not have that number anymore, though. But I'm trying to recall mine, but can't do it. You don't remember anybody listening to this. I just want you to take a second and see if you can remember your childhood phone number. I remember mine, 310-375-5653. I don't know. If you want to call that number, it doesn't go anywhere to anywhere I know, but I'm sure somebody has it. So if you want to give it a call, 310-375-5653, you might throw it out there. Mine, see was, what's mine was the same forwards as it was backwards, but it's eerily close to the 464-4640, but it was like 293-9392. Mm. I think that was it. Because then you say it as a kid. Yeah. Two eight one two nine three nine three nine two, H Town baby. I was trying to explain to my kid we were, uh, or actually all my kids, we were in. Took a uh, recently went to Costa Rica, which was pretty amazing. That's why I've got this bitch in tan, which you guys can see. Uh, went to uh, Santa Teresa Beach and uh, Montezillo, no Manilo or whatever it is. Uh, Santa Teresa Beach was just the general area, which is down south and on the west coast of costa rica which was amazing it was uh it reminded me of like 80s mexico terrible roads uh little places to eat on the beach um the prices weren't 80s mexico they were a little more like uh 2020 newport beach prices but it was a pretty amazing time we uh rented an airbnb that was kind of in the jungle uh there were no doors no windows and we slept in mosquito nets and there was no wi-fi no tvs nothing so uh we would pretty much get up we would eat we would go have adventures during the day, eat lunch, come home, make dinner. And then um, I was like, oh, we'll play some board games. Sadly, all the board games were in French. Hmm. So I just played different Spotify playlists and I tried to get my kids into like house music. So we played like a bunch of Tiesto and a bunch of like old cool house music. And then we just went to bed at eight o'clock. And then Howler Monkeys would wake us up at 5 a.m. and we'd go to the beach. And then after seven days, we drove up to uh whatever the main area we flew into um wasn't tamarindo it was liberia and then we took uh a shuttle to papagayo so they have two resorts on, on like a little peninsula of papagayo which is the four seasons and the andas uh andas was booked so we went to the four seasons for like two days which was epic uh if you ever get a chance to go to the four seasons it's always amazing it doesn't matter if it's like newport beach or papagayo it's always cool so we hung out and pretty much 8 a.m got a uh, like we would go eat at seven because we would get up early, obviously, um, and go to the pool at eight and just stand in the pool throwing the football. Mm -hmm. So we were just sitting in this big ass pool with the kids. And then we just pretty much slowly made friends with all the kids that were there and just had like a huge, like basically just a uh, throw around game, just trying to get these kids to throw fades over their shoulder. And it turned into a pretty epic thing to the point where those kids were just screaming and yelling and all of like the cool adults that were out there, you know, there's a bunch of like, you know, banger chicks wearing like, you know, like the, the bikini or like the, you know, the bikinis Ropes. and then they, they have uh, jewelry. Charles would know it's real hipster. Like the chicks wear like a, there's like a gold necklace that like kind of ties down into like a belly thing. What the fuck? It's very fucking like... <laughs> I got to hang out on more pools. Uh, dude, it's it's probably for like really high priced chicks whose boyfriends take them to the Four Seasons. All of a sudden, they just all fucking disappeared. Uh, because because the, the kids were yeah, too loud? We were just fucking screaming, throwing footballs, having a good time. And uh, it was awesome. Like six hours in the pool, just throwing the football, drinking 
$17 margaritas. So, daiquiris? Daiquiris. No, nah, I'm a big margarita guy. Like uh, I could have like one pina colada on vacation just because it's just so many calories. I don't want to burn like 800 calories on one drink. I know. I'm just quoting Wedding Crashers. Yeah. I don't even know what a daiquiri is. Uh, but we do have a hotline question. Ooh, we haven't fired up the hotline questions in like a hot minute. So let's get hot and let's fire it up. Yeah, travel's a part of this one. Mm. There's a lot to unpack here. Ooh, I love unpacking. All right. Are you ready? Bombs away. Hi, guys. I have a question about where to restart. I've used your programming on and off for years and really enjoy the different teams. I'm in the military and recently moved. My new unit doesn't have our box-style gym, so I have to use the Globo-style, one that the Gen Pop uses, and this has crushed my focus in the gym. My travel for work has increased dramatically, and I'm gone at least two weeks a month for the foreseeable future. I'm still recovering from shoulder surgery at 38 years old and have been a lot slower than I thought it would be. Here's my actual question. Which program should I restart with? I know Hammer is the go-to for military, but I feel like I should rebuild my strength with Bedrock. But there's also Grindstone that might fit the bill better due to my travel. Any guidance would be very appreciated. Thanks for all you guys do. Mike. So I'm a little interested in his statement, like why the Gen Pop why the Globo is destroying him. Is it that he's 38 years old and he's in there training with a bunch of kids that are, you know, over there filming TikTok videos and sniffing pre-workouts? Man. Getting all hopped up on Mountain Dew? (laughs) Uh, I I don't know. I mean, we haven't been to a commercial gym in so long. I feel like we might very well have to have an outing to a commercial gym just to see what's going on. Oh my God. That's a YouTube series all in itself. Uh, (laughs) You know, when I think of Globo gyms, um, and if you guys want to actually take a minute, you can Google this and look for it on YouTube. The broski. Not now, chief. I'm in the fucking zone. Wow. That was like the original like YouTube video. I mean, one of my favorite, I think it was a Vine maybe. I don't know who knows. Uh, oh, no, that, pre-Vine. That was pre-Vine, but yeah. that was the best. Where he's OG like, YouTube, yeah. I, th- I think it's uh, my new haircut. I got a new haircut. My boys and I were doing Jager bombs. That's it. And when he's he does the, to the gym guy. and he walks in and he's got the fucking waters on his shoulder and he looks now and he's like. Uh, I thought it was a tub of protein. I thought, no, remember he's screaming, ma, protein, but he walks in with like a, uh, basically a case of water on his shoulder. And he and the guy goes, uh, you got a you know like ID. He's like, not now, chief. I'm in the fucking zone. Yeah, we're talking circa 2006, seven, eight here. Yeah, we'd have to Google it, but it's not important. I think that might have been the first YouTube video I ever watched. One of them. Yeah, uh, my new haircut, the broski. Yes. Back to it though, Globo Gyms. We're gonna we're gonna finish with Globo Gyms, but we need to help him figure out which program is best for him. Well, so key things to highlight, he's recovering from surgery and 38 years old. Well, he, he's a little older, a little longer in the tooth. Bigger issue is if he's coming from a military background, he's got a lot of miles on him. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, flexion extension, a lot of sit-ups, perfect a lot of training, a lot of long, long, slow running. So a lot of injuries. And obviously he's got a recovering from a shoulder injury. So it's just... I don't know. I mean, personally, um, at the point he's at, Hammer is going to be a little too demanding. I don't know if he's going to be able to reap much out of a linear progression, but he did, he does need to rebuild his strength. I mean, the natural uh, selection would be Grindstone. Mm-hmm. 
So let's let's break that down. Grindstone, you have two mandatory training days yep. a week. One for the upper body, one for the lower body. And then what does the rest of the week construct? Uh, the rest of the week is really just broken up into, we have one big uh, aerobic capacity day that's usually going to be something on the assault bike or some form of kind of mixed modal, um, you know, calories mixed up with swings and diff- or maybe even uh, a longer ruck. Um, sometimes we do a fast ruck, sometimes we do a slow ruck. And when I mean slow ruck, I just mean like, we're going to go a little bit longer, 30, 45 minutes, heavier pack, whereas the other one might be a lighter pack and just going for speed and for, uh, you know, like 25 minutes or even maybe even two or three miles. So that's going to be our aerobic capacity today. We usually have another strength day that's going to involve some form of heavy pulling, usually back, something plyometric. And then the other one's going to be just a glycolytic capacity day. Mm-hmm. So really Monday and Tuesday are going to be your heavy, big movers. We're going to have some form of hinge, some form of pull. Um, you know, for your mandatory lower, your upper is going to be something heavy. It's going to be shoulders. It's going to be bench. It's going to be push-ups. It's going to be pull-ups. I mean, everything that you would kind of look within assembling the upper body. And then the other days is kind of broken up based on how the program is designed now uh, within that six-week cycle. Yeah. And let's call it he's got one good arm because the other is still recovery mode. I imagine he's got his PT and his training that way. So with the upper body, he can still hammer heavy-ass weights single arm with the dumbbells well and especially if he's training at a globo gym he has access to a ton of machines that's the next thing i was going to get to there's a a pretty fascinating piece um you know the research is getting really really cool uh you know i I was reading some stuff recently um you know there's been a ton of diving in and trying to understand rep ranges like does one set of rep ranges build muscle better than other rep ranges and it looks like it's pretty universal on rep ranges as long as you're training with a max level of intensity and intent. So, you know, the idea of like, you know, if I do a five RM, is that am I going to put on more or less muscle than if I do a seven or a nine or a 10 RM? Um, at the end of the day, as long as you're being able to get one more, you know, attempt to get one more rep than you think is possible and you're working to some form of failure, the results are pretty conclusive that they're going to match. What I like to do, though, is I like to use rep ranges as it fits with different percentages so just an observation that i made while playing in the nfl the guys that uh lifted over 85 percent uh consistently had a dramatically different physique than the guys that didn't and i could tell a dude that lifted heavy weights now maybe it goes back to the guys that were lifting light weights weren't necessarily training to failure whereas the guys that were training heavier were probably training closer to failure because the reps were less but there was a definite difference in people that banged heavy weights and people that didn't you know i watched guys that never put more than 315 on a squat and it didn't matter if they were doing it for three five ten fifteen or twenty they would always put 315 on and there was just a difference so um you know grindstone's always going to be based upon the power athlete template that we've found to be very effective which is one that's going to incorporate rep maxes in different, you know, singles, doubles, triples, fours, five, sevens, you know, did whatever we're, we're hitting. I use a little bit of cluster work. We're going to always use some form of compensatory acceleration speed work. The idea of some mechanical advantage increases, so to speed, mm-hmm. you know, trying to ring out as many motor units as you can. Um, there's always going to be some form of post-activation potentiation training in, at some point in the week. So we're going to do something heavy. We're going to do something fast. There's going to be a ton of accessory work. And I do like to use a lot of super stats, a lot of like, if we're going to do something heavy, I do like to use opposing. Um, and it's just, we've found some really good results for it. Yeah. And now taking this perspective into his travel so we can make some assumptions. Number one, he's got a hotel gym 
which more often than not, that maxes out at 250 pound dumbbells. Mm -hmm. So we can still hit the upper and the lower. It's just, we got to get a little bit more creative. And with one arm now for the lower body stuff, does he double up the reps? How can he approach like a strength lower day? Um, you know, one of the things that I do, like I did when I went to Costa Rica, um, knowing I would not necessarily have access to a gym, uh, I just brought one of the BFR sets that we have. Um, so we have, uh, we've been testing some new BFR bands for Power Athlete. Actually, they're going to be branded with Power Athlete on them. They're pretty jiggy. I was able to sit down and say, hey, this is what I want the bands to look like. And I think we're pretty close on bringing those to market. Um, I brought a set with those. And every day that we would go to the beach, the kids would go out. They were surfing, playing in the waves. And I set my clock and would be like, click, 20 minutes, hook up the BFR band system on the arms and legs. And I would do, um, you know, uh, 10 or sorry, 20 air squats. Um, you know, 20 single leg lunge, um, Bulgarian split squats. I put my foot up on a log and do that. Then I would do 20 push ups. Uh, I've ended up finding uh, a bunch of logs that I do. I know it sounds dorky, but uh, a bunch of curls. And uh, I mean, that's it's very rocky of you. Well, the best part is, is nobody was filming. There was nobody on the beach. So, I mean, did I really work out if I didn't document it or Instagram it or let somebody else film me? Probably not. Pro probably not. Didn't exist. But I was able to get a nice solid pump for 20 minutes knowing that I wasn't going to have any access to a gym. Uh, I think for this individual, um, you know, if you're in these situations, whether you're in a global gym or you're in the hotel deal, you got to look for a lot of unilateral stuff. Uh, you know, if you have a 50 pound dumbbell, being able to do unilateral, um, you know, Bulgarian split squats with dumbbells for 50. The biggest issue, what we found is if you're limited on weight, like let's say, for example, I want you to give me a heavy 10 reps right and left. Um, but the heaviest dumbbell they have is, let's say, 50 pounds. Um, so now all of a sudden, you know, that 50 for 10 is way too easy. So what I usually tell people when I'm trying to explain it, if you're limited on weight, you're going to have to do some form of like max in, or intensity on the other side. Instead of just going up in weight, now you're just going to have to go and try to burn it out. And let's say you get 20 or 30 reps. So for me, when I was doing the body weight stuff, uh, you know, in Costa Rica, uh, I would just go until physically I couldn't go anymore. And then I would just switch legs. So, I mean, on one leg, it might be 20, 30 reps. The other one might be less. Uh, the air squats, I'd never really get tired doing air squats. So I kind of limit those. But same thing with push-ups. I just lay down. And my goal is to be able to do 100 straight push-ups. And I was just doing sets in 30 and 40 and trying to get as many as I can. Yeah, there's also different things. that we, we speak to this in the austere training course. How to manipulate. Say you're out in the field. You're traveling. Manipulate where the load is mm -hmm. so it, if i got two 50 pound dumbbells at a suitcase position it's a little bit easier for me to execute then when i get those farther away from my hips so we bring it up into a front rack position mm -hmm. a little bit more difficult but still within your wheelhouse but then we hit an overhead squat i can go single arm here yeah. the farther it is away from my hips the more challenging uh to be able to do two hand or two 50 pound dumbbells overhead for single leg bulgarian split squats that's uh, that's something special. I definitely would like to I'll see that. I'll do it though. after this podcast. Oh, I'm sure you can. Uh, but I'm like a short leg getaway stick. Yeah. Well, and you also kind of leverage it. You like like to sit back instead of trying to get that knee full. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So much so that I think in the training programs, I've delineated between different Bulgarian split squats. Yes. There's the Texas split squat. Yeah. Where I'm just going to sit back and ass mass bounce off my calves. It's fine. Everything's fine. But the, uh, like the... And... You can also manipulate the muscle contraction. So here we are, we can go into an isometric hold. 
So then we hold for X amount of time Mm -hmm. and then burn it down or then go into the PAP stuff, which would be explosive. Sure. So we're fatiguing the pathways. Combine that with BFR. Holy smokes. Yep. You don't need a lot of weight to Uh, feel the burn. Well, what's nice about the blood flow restriction is that the hypoptic nature of the blood flow restriction allows us to create that type of environment where you don't need a ton of load. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's what I found was extremely beneficial when I was rehabbing my shoulder. Uh, because you know, if you think about fatiguing neuromuscular pathways and getting through motor units and all that, like if you're pretty strong, it takes a little bit. And now all of a sudden you throw the bands on, you create a hypoctic situation. And all of a sudden now that fatiguing order kind of goes out the window and you can actually attack those different fibers. So the blood flow restriction might be a, a excellent uh, option for him to put, you know, to, if he's in a hotel gym, uh, space time, uh, you know, weight is limited and you need to get your work done. Throwing the system on makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, and I, that's what I travel with. And I tried to get that uh, every time we went to the beach. Um, I didn't necessarily do it when we went to the Four Seasons because uh, I actually had a gym. So I got a chance to go up and hit it in the weight room, and which was neat. I mean, they had a bunch of wacky machines, which um, I am a huge fan of going to a hotel with a whole bunch of weird equipment and a bunch of wacky machines and just trying to do them all over the course of every day I go in there. I just went through three sets of 10 of every machine. Did you break it? New no, high score? No, I just figured like, hey, you know what? Different training stimulus. I'm never going to be here again. Might as well try everything and just train a full body. So yeah, they had a bunch of wacky stuff. So it was uh, it was fun. I sometimes think, um, you know, when you travel and you hit different locations, uh, especially different gyms, hotel gyms, whatnot, sometimes it's fun to just periodize by using all the stuff and kind of throwing a little out the window. Um, but, you know, if you're following a program like Grindstone, there should be enough variety. Let's let's say, for example, uh, one of the you know the workout calls for slight incline dumbbell presses. So one of the things that drives me crazy is when I watch people do dumbbell presses on an incline. They usually have it way up, which is more similar to like one click back from like seated dumbbell press. I like to do maybe one or two clicks off of the bottom and just for a slight incline. And so we have slight incline dumbbell press. Um, you can get the same effect, you know, if you're using some form of uh, machine press by actually putting like a, a foam roller behind your back and changing the angles. So being able to go in there and adjust the equipment in different ways and, you know, see like, Hey, you know what? Uh, I usually do slight incline dumbbells. I'm just going to go use this machine. And what's also nice too, is the research is pretty conclusive when you start, um, increasing stability. So stability is like a factor when you lift free weights or heavy weights, right? Uh, so you have to stabilize when you take stability out and you just allow the machine to maximize the stability and all you have to do is push. Uh, there tends to be some advantages for hypertrophy with certain parts of the body. So with the chest, being able to just get set up, not have to worry about any of the stability stuff and just press as hard as you can tends to pay some dividends. Yes. For a 38 year old man in the military. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're training a high schooler, we have a better resource yeah. for you. So yeah, it all depends but, on who they're training. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the you know, for that high schooler, where balance, stability, and the ability to move through full ranges of motion and and maintain stability, not dictated by a machine. Now, all of a sudden, that becomes a factor in terms of strength development. We want athleticism. it. Yeah. yeah, we want that. But for a thirty-eight-year-old guy who's you know got a ton of mileage on him and recovering from an injury, stability is going to be his friend. Yeah. Context is king. So now leading into the Globo gym. So that's a travel portion of this. The beauty of Grindstone, it's a very flexible training program. John explained the different types of training days that we have on there. Mm -hmm. And 
We understand the importance of having a plan going into the gym, but also there's chaos within Globo Gym, meaning if I want to do my lower day, but then I have to wait for 30 minutes to get access to a rack, I need to have a second plan, but mm-hmm. Grindstone provides that. Sure. Uh, like we said, there's flexible training days. So ideally, the first training days are going to be your mandatory upper and lower or lower and upper, however you scan it. Uh, and then the days or other days are optional. But we've had people come in on a Monday and either not have time or not have access and whatnot. So there's always days to select from. And so it's kind of a choose your own adventure training deal. Now, let's say you have five days to train. However you want to arrange it is based upon your ability and what you have there. Let's say he has access to a global gym on Monday, but he's traveling Tuesday. Uh, it might be very well, hey, I want to get my lift in on Monday. Tuesday, I'm going to hit the aerobic day by just taking a you know a 30-minute long walk around the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I also suggest going to powerathletehq.com and checking about the About Us page and see if we have a Block 1 coach in your area. Ooh. Many of those individuals own their own facilities and will welcome a switched-on individual like yourself. Yeah, and maybe get a little bit of coaching, try to figure out what's going on with that shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, why did you need surgery in the first place? I don't know. Uh, You know, why do people get surgery? Usually because they fuck themselves up. A lot of times you either have, uh, you know, if he's 38, it could be just, you know, chronic. You know, uh, very few times do we have like an acute, like you fall and hurt yourself in such a way. But I think a lot of people from just life, poor training, or just being in the military and the demands of it, you know, have a ton of mileage. And that, you know, all of a sudden you get in your late 20s, early 30s, even into your later 30s and early 40s. And now you got to start fixing these things. Yes. Hey, Mike, did we answer your question? Cool. I I think so. Uh, The other place that you can glean a ton of information is on the team feed and grindstone. Yeah. And all the teams. So all of our teams that are associated on Train Heroic have a team feed. The coaches, not only Mr. McQuilkin and I, uh, our team at Power Athlete, which is our extended team, and our network of Block One coaches that are following those programs, troll those things like overactive fishermen. Yeah, Johnny Duret. Yeah, I mean, he's on there constantly and does an amazing job of giving context, helping people, and just provides an incredible experience for those. So if you're looking for information, you're looking for different subs, or more importantly, you're just looking for a little bit of guidance, uh, that's the easiest place is hit that team feed, ask away, and then... You know, just be ready to get your hair set on fire. Crush it. Awesome. So to learn more about Grindstone, head to powerathletehq.com slash grindstone or take our training quiz, powerathletehq.com slash training to find out which of our programs is right for you. Cool. And that does it for another episode of Power Athlete Radio, performance for the people. Performance for the masses, performance for the people. Which one do you like better? Performance for the people. We are performance. I'm a, I'm a big P's guy. Three P's. <laughs> purpose. So we're like the practical uh, power prudence. athletes. Like the people's champion. The people's training program. Power to the people. Yes. I like it. Posture, position. Proficiency. Patterning. patterning proficiency. Perpicuity. I don't know what that means. Nobody knows. All right. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com backslash training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!